episode 103, Contribute or Contaminate. Educators, is your passion tank running on empty? Look no further. Gretchen of Always a Lesson has a double dose of just what you need. Come fill yourself up with an empowering educators podcast to start your day feeling empowered. Hey, elite educators, this is Gretchen of Always a Lesson. I'm an educator who realized that lessons are all around us if we just take the time to notice. And when we do, we can really perfect our craft. Well, this podcast is for the elite, the ones who take the time to invest in themselves, like listening to podcasts like this one. That way they can be their best for those that they serve. I share the lessons I learned, am learning, and will learn so that you can apply those nuggets of knowledge without the baggage that comes with learning the lesson yourself. My aim is to empower you every episode, so tune in to what's in store for you today. School culture has more to do with your attitude, mindset, and engagement than you might think. Do you contribute or contaminate the atmosphere in which you work? Well, let's reignite your passion and potential. Are you ready? Here we go. So the rationale for today's episode, don't laugh, but it is my obsession of reality TV, watching Dr. Phil sometimes in the afternoon. I like to plug away, making my educational resources with some noise in the background, and gosh, does he have a lot of shows back to back to back, and I get sucked into them. Well, he happened to mention his new book that he released called Life Code. So he was speaking about one portion of the hack to this life code, and he mentioned contaminate or contribute. And I have to admit, that's really all I heard, because once I heard that phrase, I tuned out, my wheels started spinning, and I first thought about my soccer coach, who was from another country, and he would yell out on the field, stop being a liability. It was pretty harsh when my teammates and I would hear that, but I think his intention was in the right. He wanted us to make good, productive decisions that really bettered our position in the game instead of hindering that progress. You know, our mistakes became those liabilities, sacrificing the hard work of the team. So as I was laughing off these memories of the days playing soccer, my mind then came to education and just how fitting this idea of contaminating and contributing is to the overall success of a school. Well, I've had the pleasure of working with an array of educators, and I really think that Dr. Phil's mentality of these two buckets of people is pretty accurate. You know, there are folks who are constantly contaminating the environment, and I call those people toxic. But then there are those that are on fire for education. They're super fun and motivating to work with. Those are the contributors, and it seems obvious like I said, that you know which one you should be. But it doesn't mean we are what we think we are, or at least that we want to be all of the time. So let's just take a minute to discuss these two types of mentalities, and then we'll move on to some action steps to just ensure we're adding to our working environment instead of taking away from it. All right, so to contaminate, just like my soccer analogy, contaminators are people who are negatively contributing to the environment, whether it's on purpose or not. And I assume if you're listening to this podcast, you are not a contaminator on purpose, 
but you might contaminate without even knowing it. And that's why I want to talk to you about this idea a bit more because we can ensure all our energy supports forward movement. That's what we want. And when I think back to specific contaminators in my career, some attributes definitely come to mind. For example, one was constricting of the air that the team was breathing. She was intensely controlling without any interest in trying new things or allowing others to lead with their own talent or just open to the idea of fun literally she was stoled cold serious through and through i had another colleague who was just full of deception you know on board with different initiatives to our face and then doing her own thing behind classroom doors she just kind of wanted to stand out and then would leave us in the wake you know in a moment's notice just to stand out And then I had one more colleague that I'll share just for illustrative purposes. She had so much going on personally that her lack of engagement and physical presence really became a heavy burden for the team to bear. Well, these contaminating behaviors really hurt the culture of the team and obviously the school. Whether they really meant to or not, it really added unneeded toxins into the air. And then we all suffered, obviously the kids included. The contributors, on the other hand, they're magnets. They really draw you in. You're instantly wanting to be part of whatever they got going on. My favorite colleague of all time just couldn't be stopped for anything. No obstacle could hold her back. She smiled all through the journey. Her kids had a blast. They learned a ton. I mean, she was really living her life's passion. She made the school better with her ideas and and her energy and inspired those around her to just really step up their game. I also had another colleague who was one of those people who, you know, just gave anything a try. She wasn't necessarily like the best at any one thing, but she was always down for anything. I mean, she learned along with you. She was game to just take risks. And because she was approachable, she knew everyone and everyone knew her. And that positivity and connectedness really drove achievement through the roof, not just for her classroom, but the entire school. And as I'm talking, I'm realizing my examples are all females, and that is not to say anything about gender being a factor. I just happen to work at the elementary level, and men are kind of hard to come by. So to contaminate and contribute is a decision. It's a mindset. And nothing was different about these people in terms of their teaching talent or even their leadership skills. They just made daily decisions that created their path. And the path either went upwards or went downwards. And at any point in time, these people could change directions if they wanted to. And that's what I want you to know. Maybe as you're hearing this, you realize, crap, in my head I'm a contributor. But honestly, I think I'm kind of contaminating my environment. And that's just not fair to those that I work with. For me, I contaminated my mini environment when it came to attending endless PD and meetings. And what I mean by my mini environment is just my team. So when something bothered me, I kind of kept to myself about it. So the school, you know, wasn't affected by me, but my team was because they're my family and they knew exactly what was going on in my life. So being a contributor, I had so much going on. I needed every precious moment to be in my class. That's who I was through and through the contributor, but I was being contaminating at moments and I needed to grade papers. I needed to organize the classroom after a day of learning. I needed to pack up and just get ready to go to my tutoring appointments on time. I needed to write lesson plans, contact parents, you know, based on updates or reminders, um, gather lesson materials for the next day. I even was working on my own PD sessions I was going to deliver. Uh, hey, meet with my mentees. I mean, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. We all have plates that are overflowing. So as you can tell, I'm not one of those that just comes to school to work real quick and go back home to sit on my couch. I mean, I love education. I spend all my time doing educational type things, 
the problem was when someone wanted me to go along with their program and that messed up my schedule of all this other education-related stuff, that's when I started to get pissy. I'll admit it, I became sour and that's really no way for a leader to act. And I know it now, it's just hard in the moment when you're trying to be everything and someone else is asking you to do one more thing and it just bubbles up inside of you. I, I just hated showing up to a dang meeting where everyone was late, so now that's wasted time. Then there were announcements going on for another 10 minutes or so. So now it's 20 total minutes of nothingness. You know, then we do some fluff stuff. That's what I call it. You know, like turn and tell your neighbor the peak of your day or something team building-ish. So that's like another, what, five to 10 minutes. And before long, it's a half hour and nothing meaningful has happened. And I know I am a multitasker and I know I'm very efficient in what I do. So 30 minutes, I could have knocked out so many things that I needed to do. And so this frustrated me to just be forced to sit and waste time. But by the time we would get to, you know, the meat of the meeting, I had to go rush off to tutor and I had to find time after dinner then at home to do all my day job stuff because I had to sit through this meeting where I couldn't do any of that. It's so frustrating. I mean, still, you can hear it. It still makes me mad thinking about it. (laughs) Plus, to make matters worse, we could have really designated PD which I get the district and state, you know, you have to make sure teachers are up to date, but I learned so much more on my own and I chase PD that really interests me at every chance I get. So I really wasn't benefiting by the PD that they were providing. Like I said, we all had to, by law, sit and do all the same PD. So my teammates had to hear my negative thoughts, just like you had to witness <laughs> for the past few minutes. And just my ho-hum attitude really brought down their entire mood. And that is not fair. Just because these meetings and PD events weren't helpful to me, it doesn't mean it wasn't exactly what they needed. And then that would ultimately benefit the team in the end. So plus I learned that, you know, I always got something out of every experience that I started out hating. Even if I think, you know, I've heard it all before, well, there ends up being something I can take away, and that makes it worth it in the end. So as you can see, I'm not a contaminator type, but I end up contaminating my environment and the relationships. So if you're like me and you are someone who loves what you do and you spend your free time learning to be better at your craft, obviously you are because you're listening right now, but you are human and imperfect, so you might have some contaminating moments like I did, then listen up because I've got some tips and action steps to help you kind of clean up that air around you. Tip number one, when your mood swings to the negative, take a mental note. What caused this? Once you see a pattern, then you can attack it head on. But to start, you really need to just study yourself. So take a poll as you're just laying in bed at night, walk through your day, When were you unstoppable and just on top of your game? And then when were you kind of humdrum? And just work backwards until you can figure out what takes the wind out of your sails so that you can then hit those roadblocks without getting bumped off course. So for me, those dang PDM meetings, they did me in every time. Those definitely were the moments in my day. So tip number two, now that you know those triggers, it's time to put up some bumpers. You know these moments are going to come, and so for me, PD was inevitable, those meetings were just part of the job, so I couldn't show up every time with a crappy attitude that poisoned the mood. So I started making these horrid moments exciting. I am motivated by food, and I've told you this a couple other times, so I would save you know, my cheat meal for the meetings. I'd grab a handful of candy or a super cold Dr. Pepper, and I'd head to the meeting. And suddenly, I was looking forward to this meeting, and obviously my mood became happy and pleasing, 
And I might not have looked forward to what was going on at the meeting, but I found a way to kind of check my attitude so that I could contribute and not contaminate. Well, then there's tip number three. So now I knew how to deal with my triggers, uh, bribing myself with food and drinks. (laughs) Uh, I could stop reacting and be more proactive. So I could actually prevent the triggered moment. Well, how can you avoid the moments that cause you to contaminate? That's what you should think to yourself. Because for me, I made suggestions to move announcements to emails and incorporate that mushy-gushy team bonding to part of the PD instead of a separate thing. So uh, collaborating with people of different grade levels was just the way that groups were organized to learn the PD instead of that being the actual do-now starter activity that is its own separate thing. We just combine them into one. Both of those options saved about 20 minutes, and I felt like I was now contributing to making our meetings efficient and productive, and obviously then I prevented my trigger of this horribly pointless meeting. Uh, I suggested an alternative, and I didn't just sulk about it or complain about it to my coworkers. I did something about it. I couldn't completely sit out of the PD, which would be like the ultimate answer, but I was able to uh, shape the course so it was bearable. So how can you prevent your trigger? Well, be proactive. So in review of these tips, we need to contribute to our profession. We can't spend our time contaminating it regardless of how good the reason is. And when we find ourselves veering off course, contaminating a little bit here, a little bit there, we can save our derailment by taking note of the moments, putting up our bumpers of mood-saving solutions, ultimately preventing the triggers from occurring altogether by being proactive and shaping our environment to be the best it can for all. So those are three easy steps to help us all remain contributors because inside we are all only wanting good things for ourselves and those around us. All right, Elite Educators, that is a wrap for this week's podcast on recognizing the contaminating behaviors that pollute our professional air so that we can become contributors to one of the most honored professions on earth. Now go out and be great because you've just been empowered. This podcast is a member of the Education Podcast Network, a podcast network that encourages you to think about your profession and succeed in the world of education. Whether you're a first-year educator or a seasoned veteran, there is a podcast for you. All of the shows are produced by educators who want to shape education through meaningful discussion and content. So head on over to edupodcastnetwork.com for more details.